there, and welcome to another episode of Inside HSC. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Brandon Sermon. And we are joined again by Dr. Mike Kennedy, the Assistant Dean for Admissions in the Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine. Dr. Kennedy, we're just going to pick up. I know you've already, you've already answered some of our questions about TCOM, and there's so much information that we just decided to, to do a second part. Um, and so we're going to just go ahead and dive right in here. Um, we've talked about some of the things that um, set TCOM apart from other medical schools. We've talked about some of those hands-on experiences available to students um, and ways that the college prepares students to uh, be practicing osteopathic physicians. So can you talk to us a little bit about the success rates of the TCOM graduates in terms of obtaining residency positions and passing licensing exams? Okay. Um, well, uh, uh, let me start with graduation rate. Sure. I, I think at the end of the line. Yeah. Um, our graduation rate is typically over 90 percent. Um, it's usually in the mid-90s, 94, 96 percent for students that are coming in here, which is pretty good. I mean, in parts of American higher education, medical schools actually have a pretty good graduation rate. Um, we, you know, work pretty hard on, on that. But the students are doing the heavy lifting on that. So sure. uh, we just try to help them along when mm -hmm. they get there. But no matter what, med school's hard. Uh, um, even though they have a high success rate, it's still a tremendous challenge mentally, physically in, in some ways too, and emotionally. Mm -hmm. It's a challenging experience uh, for four years to be here. So we have to kind of be mindful of that right. uh, with our students when they come in and talk to them about that and talk to them about understanding the need for outlets, building that network of having outlets to – uh, relax, uh, be able to gain, get help when they need it, to know where there's resources available to them. So I think that's important. I think we want to create a culture that students are going to support each other. Um, I think you always have the visualization of the cutthroat environment, and, and I think that's more social you know, drama dramatic Hollywood, sure. probably more than anything else. <laughs> um, maybe at some schools. I mean, there are stories that go around to some schools. and But I think over the years, it, I've seen so many instances where a student will tell me that my classmates are there to help me. And, right. Wow. Um, you know, so one of the things we do, the first, I always call it the first student club you join is the advisory <laughs> college. Uh, assignment is sort of the um, sorting hat, Harry Potter sorting yes. hat. So <laughs> you don't get to pick your 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 uh, your your place, but we, we'll put you in one of six of these places, and and that's done by our medical student success team. And um, so it's really is designed part social, part de mm -hmm. uh, professional development, part wellness. Yeah. But it's your cluster of students. So. Uh, about 40 students in each class go to one of these advisory colleges. They're led by faculty mentors. But you also have the upperclassmen supporting you as well. So the second year is supporting the first years. Mm -hmm. Third year is giving back to second years. And it just keeps going up that chain. So so it, it, part of it's a little fun because there are some social and some competitive things they do. But also we kind of couch it as or the meetings. We'll have different speakers about topics and just to keep students acquainted and yeah. in the loop. Um, we always tell students you should, you know, get put, put yourself into this. 
Uh, it's kind of interesting and exciting. Our students actually so we, did quite well in Comlex. When we had the scores, uh, we knew we were number one in the country for the last, I think, three years before yeah. now they're pass fail. So we won't know, ever know that again. So, but that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we want to, you know, as long as you know, stu- there's a reason behind that. It's, right. Uh, we uh, there was a feeling that students get put under a lot of pressure to perform mm-hmm. on that test and not yeah. really see. F- what it is. It's a licensure test, not some people are using it as a gateway to your future. Sure. You know, the higher you do, the more opportunities you get, which is not what the boards were intended to be right? Uh, in the original iteration. So our students do pretty well in it. Again, it's really a lot of it's up to the students. Uh, we just provide the resource. We provide the mentorship. We provide the teaching. Um, it's up to the student to kind of cultivate that, take that in and, and buy into our program that one thing we do know, if you do well in our curriculum, you're going to do well on boards. Right. Um, and that's the one thing we know, um, the better you, you're preparing for it. So we think we're doing well on our side of it. TCOM's kind of known for primary care. I think that's always, you know, our U.S. News rankings put us you know, on a top DO school for primary care and things. But actually, the time I've been here, we are more and more, our graduates are more and more becoming specialized. Mm -hmm. Um, When I, the first time we were in those rankings, I can still somewhat remember this, over probably about 80 to 85% of our graduates went to a, quote, primary care field. Now it's down to about high 50s, low 60s. So the other 40% or so are going into specialties. And that, so we're, you know, we're excited about that. Um, you know, we, we love primary care. It's part of our, probably our core value. But we also tell students, if you're interested in emergency medicine or anesthesia or pathology, go for it. Yeah. We, you know, we need, we need to branch out as well. Sure. Um, so that's one of those things we're really excited about. Um, in terms of specialties for alumni, our alumni represent over 70 specialties and subspecialties. Uh, a lot of times when I talk to prospective students, they don't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They assume primary care, TCOM, primary care. Uh, again, if you want to go into primary care, I think we're an excellent school for that. I sure. think foundationally our education model fits that quite well. But it's okay if you don't want to. Right. If you, you know, sometimes people in their applications they say, "Well, I have to say I want to do that to get into the school. I have to be a <laughs> rural doctor, and, and I have to be a primary care right. physician." I'm like, no, yeah. um, you know, Doctor Yervati, who's chair of medical ed, is an example. He told when he interviewed at TCOM mm-hmm. way back in the eighties. Uh, <laughs> he probably didn't want me to tell you that, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when he interviewed here, he just told him, I want to be a surgeon. I want to be a heart surgeon. And they accepted him. So, and he's heart, he became a heart surgeon. So yeah. that's okay. It's okay. We want to su- support your success. And For sure. We want to see osteopathic physicians branching out. And that's nationwide. That's not just here. So. Yeah. And it sounds like there's a lot of, um, you know, resources in place to help students reach those those goals in different specialties. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, how does TCOM stay up to date uh, with advancements in medical technology and research? Okay. Um, I'll first try to tackle research. I, okay. I think it's one of our growing areas mm-hmm. um, um, over the years. I think we had a number of faculty members. Uh, one of first one that comes to mind is Dr. Michael Smith, who's year one curriculum director here. And 
it, for, for some time, he sort of adopted the notion of trying to branch our students into research, trying to promote and educate it, connect our, our students with researchers across campus. So uh, Dr. Rita Patterson within TCOM is the associate dean for research. So she, she develops these sort of mechanisms in place to, to also develop programming for students. So we do a number of partnerships in that area. Um, you know, one of them was uh, Cook Children's Hospital mm -hmm. for pediatric research, an opportunity for students who have an interest in pediatrics, but also not just general pediatrics, but we're talking about subspecialty pediatrics mm -hmm. as well. If you're interested in pediatric oncology or pediatric neurology to connect with specialists there to develop research projects. Uh, the faculty in the School of Biomedical Sciences does a, a number of ventures, basic science research projects that our students connect with. Um, orthopedics does bone and joint research. So if you, especially if you're interested in some of these specialties, mm -hmm. if you uh, are interested in, in research and for orthopedics, you probably want to do some research with those those folks. Um, if you want to do heart research, the physiology area is really strong. Or you want to do a research in aging uh, populations, geriatrics. And then recently, I just got a number of things in local media about uh, Dr. Sid O'Brien's work in Alzheimer's, where mm -hmm. he is he's a, he was awarded a $148 million uh, grant uh, to, for the study of Alzheimer's. And it's going to be a very uh, Provocative is not the right word, but um, certainly it's going to – has the potential of being a very uh, groundbreaking kind of work right. for research. I, I don't think I'm giving it the right amount of justice of what, <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> and don't try to ask me to – well, uh, don't try to ask me to explain all the, 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 the <laughs> sure. details of this. But he's actually collecting data on populations that are underserved yeah. and, and – and, being able to have longitudinal data on on patients and he can track the the uh, progression of Alzheimer's in populations here in, yeah. the, in the area and with collaborators all over the country and where he talks about people from all over the world are interested in the work he's doing here. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to it's a fantastic thing to, to say you know right here at the University of North Texas Health Science Center. You know, one of the largest studies for Alzheimer's in minority populations is here. Mm -hmm. um, those are those are wonderful things. Um, you know, we've, we're really proud of that. Technology. Um, one of the immediate things I can think of is the application of technology in education is the new simulation center. Yeah. Mm. You know, the emergence of virtual reality. Right. It's something Ooh. very central um, to the to the mission um, of our institution is that community involvement. So can you tell us a little bit about um, the role of community outreach and service within TCOM? Yeah, I, 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 one, we, you know, when I think back to um, in terms of the admissions process and, mm -hmm. and, and taking a step back for a moment, I think that's something our, our committee, our faculty and Actually, our students are heavily now involved in admissions too, and students do interviews here at TCOM. Um, it's part of, I consider it part of that professional development part sure. of this. You have a stake in the outcome <laughs> as a student here by involving yourself in admissions. Uh, so they do interviews. They actually sit on the. There are students who sit on the committee as well and have a vote. And the reason I bring that up is a lot of every one of them will always talk about service mm -hmm. when they see an applicant. 
um, service from being involved in the community. So, and it doesn't always have to be healthcare. We we look for students actually in some ways that have experiences outside of healthcare. Sure. Um, you know, like tutoring elementary school kids mm-hmm. after school. Um, um, uh, doing things for the homeless community or Habitat for Humanity, sure. things that you're passionate about. So mm-hmm. we, we want students that are passionate about service uh, when they come here. So something all our, student, our students or faculty always talk about, at least to me, when they're talking about the kind of student they want here. Um, so when they come here, we want them to be involved. And so whether it's like I said earlier, going to the refugee community here mm-hmm. or going to the homeless community or, or just volunteering at a local event, a health right. fair. Um, one of our students not too long ago, he started a health fair you know, when he was a student here. Uh, he was a school teacher in the local community before he came a student here. And he said, I want to go back now as a student and start planning one. And he he'd sort of, Giovanni Dustin was his name. And so he graduated a few years ago and he, he did a, a health fair on his, took the leadership role in that. So, and I think that's part of it too, is not just doing outreach, but leading that effort. Mm-hmm. So I think these are things we look for in our students. Um, there's a program, and maybe the program's not the word, word it's uh, touch. It's, it's something about the osteopathic community called osteopathic touch hours. And, and you earn these hours sort of as a service mm-hmm. and, and maybe an educational service or, or medical related service activity. So there's different statuses they get. And our students, are a, lot, a lot of our students are heavily involved in that. And most of them will tell you it's it's the best part of their time here is to get involved in these things because it sort of take away from classroom. You're sort of immersed and you forget why you came to medical school to begin with mm-hmm. until you go out and do the service activities. Right. And then you're like, oh, that's what – they always tell me that. They always say, you know, now I remember why I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Because I'm doing these things, and yeah. there, that's the that's the payoff, is where I'm. So as a medical student, um, you know, I can take my weekend or night a weekend and do something for someone else. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes you you can lose that side of that sure. through through your medical training. Because everything every day every hour is sort of a taxing experience. So. You know, uh, one thing that I've enjoyed. Um, about this conversation um, is uh, hearing about how far TCOM has come mm-hmm. um, and how TCOM has always um, stayed relevant, always stayed up to date, um, and always prepared each generation of students uh, for the challenges uh, that are present um, in today's um, healthcare environment and the challenges yet to come. And so I want to kind of wrap up um, our conversation here with one final question for you, Dr. Kennedy. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a visionary question, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's going to require a little forecasting. Um, CECOM recently celebrated um, its 50th anniversary, right? Yes. Um, so where do you think TCOM will be or the direction that TCOM will be headed in the next 50 years? Yeah, that's a very interesting question because it, it's – it sort of, yeah, it requires a little bit of fortune telling, so to speak, <laughs> uh, a little forecasting in your mind. But I, I will say I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure where that's going to be. But I, I can say that what's exciting about this place that it was built on, we're building on the shoulders of some really great people 
that started this institution. And, and it's hard to believe that it's a little more than 50 years ago um, a group of people got together and decided to bring osteopathic medical education to Texas. Um, then we're talking about the 1960s, that discussion started, and the school started in 1970. Um, seeing that, living that legacy, so to speak, and being here at an institution where that legacy is, you get to meet people that were a part of that legacy. And, and whether they worked in, uh, in the student affairs part, or they worked as a physician in the clinic, or they were teaching in the classroom or in a gross anatomy lab, having that ability to see that and carry that legacy has really been meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that brings a lot of meaning to uh, everybody that does come to work here that we carry forward that sort of that traditional value of osteopathic medical education here as part of the Health Science Center. Um, where I see our curriculum, uh, I think one of our deans said it best years ago. He never saw the curriculum as a foundation. He saw it as an anchor. And I thought it was interesting, his analogy, because an anchor you can pull up and you can put somewhere else. And we didn't want to sit back and relax on the laurels of success. So our Yes, our, we think our curriculum's good, but we always want to look to the future and see what it's going to be like. Um, what, what, are there going to be better ways to teach medical students? Students are different learners now than they were 20 years ago or 50 mm-hmm. years ago. Um, how, what, is there a better way to teach them, a different way to teach them? Uh, what, what do they need to learn? So the introduction of health system science mm-hmm. – that's seeing the future. You're talking about a healthcare system that is desperate need of fixing. Um, that there are there are identifiable gaps. Teaching students to learn about seeing those gaps. Uh, teaching students learning about research and technology in the future and seeing where that's going. I think those are going to be important parts of TCOM. I think we're always going to see another area. I think we're going to continue to grow our GME footprint, so to speak. Uh, residency for residency and fellowship opportunities. Fort Worth is a community that is, um, I guess, in a way, it's it's fertile ground, so to speak, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, they're not in. There's potential for a lot of growth in that area for the GME. That will benefit the local community. It will benefit our graduates mm-hmm. um, and, uh, in the community, but uh, also the hospitals will benefit. Our patients, the patients that we serve, will benefit. Being a teaching institution for having residents involved uh, as a training facility, because Texas needs, is going to need more doctors for for quite some time. Uh, the population is growing too fast to keep up. Um, and also there are a number of doctors starting to retire out. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, osteopathic medicine right now is a younger profession than its MD counterparts. Mm-hmm. So some of the demographic studies that I think that the majority of DOs are under 45 years of age in this country. I think, that, I think there's some statistic to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's an interesting thing. We're a younger profession, mm-hmm. so we have more youth in it. Um, we're going to see that progress forward, mm-hmm. um, that we need, we need to have more doctors right now, mm-hmm. um, at least for a quite foreseeable future. And yeah. 
So when I started, there were eight medical schools. Now I think there's 16. <laughs> I'm losing count. <laughs> I lost count. Um, if you want to learn more about our current programs, like um, our medical program in the Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine or any of our other programs here at the UNT Health Science Center, please visit us online at unthsc.edu slash admissions. There you will see several tabs, including admissions events, campus tours, uh, a tab where you can record request more information, or even schedule an advising appointment with one of our awesome recruiters here at HSC. Um, admissions is your first step. Uh, so go ahead and take that first step mm -hmm. and talk with our team. They'd be happy uh, to have a wonderful conversation with you, see you in a virtual meeting, or uh, see you face-to-face. -face. You can also contact us via email at admissions at unthsc.edu or if you want to give us an old-fashioned phone call, you can do that, too, um, at 817-735-2003. If you have any other questions, uh, I've given you all the ways to contact us. You can reach out and email us, or you can just listen to more episodes of Inside HSC. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you, Dr. Kennedy, for joining us. And thank you for every uh, thank you to everyone for listening to these episodes where we sat down and talked about the Texas College of Osteopath and Medicine with Dr. Mike Kennedy. Until next time, I'm Brandon Sermon. And I'm Taylor Rogers. And we'll see you next time on Inside HSC.